0: from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning airs it out down the field, it is caught by Tyree, oh my
1: god, this ball is thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player,
0: Harrison trying to knock it down, that's a great catch by David Tyree another the Moment, your host, David Tyree. This is where you come and get the journey, the process, the pain points, deliver you to your next moment. Everybody's thriving. We're no longer surviving. And today I have a wonderful guest who, you know, we, we kind of built from the same cloth, let's just say something like that. Um, I think you heard of that somewhere, but we're going to upgrade this is Raydon, Raymond Tyler. How are you today? Hello, doing great. Thank
1: you
0: so much for having me. Look at that right <laughs> now. Can't you feel where we go here? Great vibes only. You're yeah, truly Essence County, Montclair High School, right? That's right, that's right. MHS 07. It's a little so local vibe right now. I know we get to a few different places, but this is local. This is to the heart. And you can see, I'm going to give a big shout to, to represent the church because you've got, you know, New Hope. Yeah. A New Hope Baptist Church. In East Orange. Oh, in East Orange, just for clarity. I thought she was vibing with the Whitney Hope down in Newark. <laughs> That's the legendary, but yeah. you're adding legend to your own. Yeah, Fellowship. You? Fun
1: fact, I actually, growing up, I used to go to that church before my mom converted to Buddhism. Fun fact. Okay, so we just went from <laughs> Whitney's church to Buddhism to, to back right, to Hope. Back to New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the pastor, the executive pastor at New Hope East Orange
0: her home church is New Hope. Ah, uh, so, okay. You know. Okay, so Bill kind of came out from under. <laughs> right, right. Came out from under the club. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this this is kind of like you know, I guess you call it like um, what what do they call it? Like I guess you could say this is this is standard operating procedure. We gotta ask you where is the first time you saw the catch, what was Your thoughts? Any story you got? I know you're my so you love me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, Fun fact, I actually went to school in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, this is getting juicy. Yeah. So I was around a bunch of Patriot fans. And, you know, they have uh, their way about them. They can be very... Boastful. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'll keep it, I'll keep it. Uh-huh. And uh, so there you know, talking all this, smack all season long. They know I'm from New Jersey, too. They know I wrote the Giants. you Red record hard. And um, came down to it. You made the catch. Of course, I was in Massachusetts. Love it. Had to stand up and say, yeah, look at that. Look at that. You have
0: made the catch. <laughs> oh, that must have felt good. It's very so he was right in the smack of right Patriot country in the smack. I love it. Yeah. So he was I was drinking um, Brady's Kool-Aid. There was, there was, listen, I'm about to bet they was drinking a little water in Brady's Kool-Aid. <laughs> 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 so when I was college. Was that college for you? Yes, that was college. Well, what, what school did you go to? Western New England University. Did you finish there? Yes. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Right, that's, so that's super dope. So we made some noise in, in the enemy's territory. Had a fun doing it. I'm not even going to call this, it's something I'm going to get around to, but I'm going to get straight to how I kind of roll upon you. And you won't find a uh, more eloquent cover. It's, this cover, I mean, you're a beautiful person itself. the self the shot, but ultimately it's telling the story of some of your journey. I'm going to say, you know, this, you're a woman, you're you're, you're also on Equally Yoke podcast, you run this podcast platform, we're gonna get into that. But you're a schoolie, I just learned a little bit about the schoolie life after seeing you are a young lady from Essex County, New Jersey, highly populated. We are a dense, dense area, but you out here living a schoolie life. Talk to me a little bit about your thoughts, how you landed there. And um, you know, eventually we'll get into this cover story because this was just a beautiful, beautiful.
1: Movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Essex County is expensive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm a single mother. Okay. And I was paying $22.50 a month in rent every month since twenty nineteen by myself, even with my daughter's father at the time, who eventually had to you yeah. know, call it was working. Was working, but. Where we were, it was just um, a really, like, my neighbors were very supportive and great, but the neighborhood, people would come to the neighborhood and cause issues. There were times where my daughter and I would hear, like, gunshots outside.
0: Now, this is Montclair.
1: In Montclair, which I never would have expected.
0: So, for locals, we know that's, that's, that's definitely not
1: it's not normal it's, it's and, not a vision. and it's not it wasn't even my neighbors it was people that would come and cause problems on the block and um regardless it just wasn't something that I wanted for my daughter especially like I envisioned I'm in Montclair I felt yes. successful I'm making a bunch of money and I'm like okay I'm paying all of this and we're still not feeling comfortable. We're still not feeling safe. I have mm. five bedrooms. And yeah. In, in, the, in the apartment? In the apartment.
0: <laughs> Five-bedroom apartment, and you had 22 by that seat.
1: It was definitely a steal. So I had two floors. Technically, they marketed it as a two-bedroom. And Got it. upstairs, there was like a railroad-style three additional rooms. So there were five rooms, okay. two bathrooms. Oversized kitchen, way too much space, I realized at a certain point, I would be hanging out in like two of the five rooms, primarily,
0: Yeah, my room, with my daughter. There's so, something that happens to homeowners too, you know, folks hit the jackpot, and they, they cram, and they, they, they live in half the house. Like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> so, is this like the beginning of, let me check, do, is this a financial decision, and where is the school? Like, where does the school bus come into this? I mean, like, this is, this is number one, it's really neat, It's very different. I think anyone who kind of has a little bit of understanding on Jersey in general understands that there's some unique opportunities, especially special place in Montclair. And I think that we just, the, the diversity is, you know, but you clearly have a diversity of thought for an American woman, that's not, you probably weren't the first person who won't think we're gonna be in the bus. Right,
1: right. And I definitely can say that I tend to think outside the box it dawned on me scrolling and being on social media instagram youtube and then i'd see these converted school buses actually it started before that in college there's a book called into the wild that has always inspired me i would be that weird girl that even though i was like yeah i'm gonna get me a mansion one day Mm -hmm. i'm gonna live here and there but there's always been a part of me that has been called to living off-grid, mm-hmm. and um, somehow the, the opportunity presented itself where I had a piece of, I don't know, even just a thought of being exposed to schooly life, like uh-huh. through Instagram and YouTube and okay. I see all these converted school buses and yep. me, I tend to be pretty eclectic, if we're gonna put it that way. <laughs> And my mom is also very supportive in mm-hmm. the way that she just allows me, even though I'm grown, like she's just very supportive and like encourages me if I have any ideas just to like see them through and, and everything like that. So long story short, fell into an opportunity where I was able to consider even like getting a bus to convert I reached out to Montclair Police Department. First things first. And we yeah. like, first off, where can I park this bus in town? <laughs> <I'm gonna> come <laughs> at all right. That's an exclamation point for y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, but yeah, I uh, made sure to secure which lots would be parking in, and um, he told me he gave me a couple of options. Then came the search process, and at that point, I thought that I was going to be converting the bus on my own. I spent maybe two years researching how to convert these. I could probably, okay. I could probably pull it off. Do diligence. I did not diligence, and um, turns out that in searching Facebook Marketplace, I found that would have costed the same amount to convert on my own mm-hmm. that were pre-converted. Nice. Now, there's a couple of advantages and drawbacks to getting a pre-converted bus, especially buying one from Florida mm-hmm. and bringing it up north. Okay? insulation is a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that sounds like a disadvantage from coming from Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you do your further because <laughs> The bus I bought, fully fully insulated so mm. I had pipes freeze when I first bought it like mm. um, through the first couple of deep freezes but found a real the real fashion marketplace bought a um, an airplane ticket down to Florida okay and literally learned how to drive it on the way home Ooh. on the highway <laughs> I was
0: shook uh, so, no need, no need for an upgraded license, but we just took no, it out. No. That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we all roll dirty a little bit, okay? We all roll dirty, but you, you didn't have to do that, you sure? <laughs> No, no, I'm
1: straight. So, uh, it turns out that if you remove the seats, you don't need to have a CDO, so.
0: Excellent, excellent. Good this is This <laughs> is, right here. okay, all right, so. Now you know we want this. This is obviously super creative, definitely like I said, off the grid, out the box thinking, and and um, obviously in Montclair even more so. It's like wow, maybe out out west, maybe down south, but you were right in the thick of uh, desirable real estate in New Jersey. Let's talk about some of like the journey because this is not something that just came squeaky clean. You talked about how um, in the midst of this. There was a layoff. You're thriving, but also it sounded like, you know, you have have a beautiful child also not with his father. So it sounds like all crashing around the same time, there's some challenges. What has been the, you know, like the keeping place and what was the discovery about yourself through these challenges and how you kept kept the course?
1: God, God, (laughs) God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay?
0: Mm -hmm. And I actually
1: even made a post when I first bought the bus that Jesus is the reason why I have this bus. Because i wanted it for so long. And for it to just have fallen into my lap. Sure. Like, without even really, like, stress or trying too hard, it had to be God. So, um, a month after I got the bus,
0: I was laid off. Man, all right. So how's that for us? fall, we just let it. So you you come into something that you believe to be a promise, a blessing, and then oh, you know, it
1: is, it, it is. is.
0: Come on out, declare yes, it
1: is. Because he covered us. Okay, that's He cool. covered us, and ain't no way. First off, that I had never driven a bus, and if you feel how every like literally, I had to drive back like. Like, holding the steering wheel, like every little adjustment, mm-hmm. I could flip the entire bus. Like, keep that in mind on the highway, how fast I'm going. Jesus took the wheel in Florida. Ooh. Okay? All right. Once I got back, I'm thinking everything, everything is great, but I'm thinking like I'm golden. I'm like, I'm about to save all this money. I'm going to be able to splurge. No more around telling my landlords they could like, see you later. (laughs) But it turns out that it was true, true divine protection because Mm -hmm. if it weren't for having this, bus, I would have been evicted, we would have been homeless. And well, it would
0: have like been that. just a completely different story. Now, this fight will come because you said, like you know, even with um, the father of your child. obviously, you know, you're you're strong in the faith. Um, transition into that, and that probably leads into something which you're talking about a lot on your podcast as well, which I look forward to, you know, kind of getting into, you know, like. What was some of the lessons learned through that season of life, right? Like, you know, obviously everybody has a vision, maybe how they're they're looking for their life to be, look like. What were some of the dark places like? Who were the people that really cemented or, you know, you talk about the faith, that's the center, the Christ, and we we are ashamed here, and we welcome back in any conversation, but for you, the Christ, well, how did you, you know, galvanize some of those disappointments in the midst of that season?
1: It really is just unexplainable. Like, just the way that we were carried through, it's like any
0: disappointment, drawback, or anything that could have come, it
1: just makes me realize what is really important. It's just me and my daughter, our family, our pets, and everything, even though that I wished for this buzz for a little bit and prayed for it more importantly and got it, Even that, I feel that I'm not as attached to it as I thought I would have been when I first began this journey of seeking it out. I realized that everything is only for a season. Mm -hmm. And nothing is as important as my faith because this bus could be snatched away, and I know that we will receive our provisions. Um, This bus could be snatched away, and I know there'll be another outlet. Our, my job was taken away and I have actually felt more comfortable like I was making six figures too like I was making money yeah. and the fact that I could just lose my job and I feel like I have more money now like I don't have money. <laughs> 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 just because I feel like
0: I feel like it. I feel like a millionaire. <laughs> that's excellent. It sounds like there's been you know like, like I said through that through these last few years there's been fulfillment right you know just a truth it sounds like you know this true sense of fulfillment and a lot of understanding where you were and um some of the experiences that you have with your family in this transition what are your career i.e business goals how you see god unfolding things move
1: so i fully am focused on my podcast right now okay and really the future it's still unfolding before my eyes like i can't say there's any one specific goal that i have for my career moving forward and i've always been that way i've always had a foot here a hand there i know here you know like i've dj i've hosted interviews before for the rap fest I have um, been a technical recruiter, uh, and now I'm hosting this podcast. I'm actually in the process of trying to identify visionaries and advocates for affordable housing Uh and people that are familiar with zoning laws and just people that are interested in thinking outside the box for affordable housing if you know what I mean, making this more attainable for other people. Sure. Um, And I really, I see myself creating a nonprofit. I really want to take this bus thing a lot further than what the schooling community has. And I know some people in the community may look at me and say, wow, she's like commercializing this or making it something that, it shouldn't be, but God put it on my heart to share this and to to open it up so people who may not have the means of paying thousands of
0: dollars a month every, you know. It's getting real in Jersey. I mean, mean, people have talked about it for years. Everybody feels the brunt of it. And um, I think there's definitely a need for some creative thinking in relation to housing. And um, number one, that's what it takes. It takes a little bit of disruptive thinking. You know, I think eventually we get to some solutions. You know, in light of, you know, some of these pots that you like to play and these, you know, like you know, like and, and you're you're still like so I think you're still um, I'm sure forty three, so you know you're about so you you kinda of hitting this this oh, you're forty three, I'm thirty-four. <laughs> okay, so back to that. Right. Flip it around. Right. So, on the other side, what you're being, I call, these are like the, the the 30s, now being able to look back at it, are we almost kind of beginning to enter into your prime, understanding who you are, moving forward. What would you say up to this moment is your defining moment? Because you're very secure as an individual, but you also had success and you're also lifting off. So, what to this moment is your defining moment? Getting
1: baptized changed my
0: life. It wouldn't have and yeah, how did it lead up
1: to that? It was in September. Now, I, I would say I got saved like three years ago, uh-huh. but I wasn't convicted fully until I got baptized this past September and completely changed my life. Uh-huh. Um, then that's when I found out I would be falling into the blessing. I would be getting the bus. And then I got the bus, and as soon as I stepped foot on it, the conviction that I felt, because I used to smoke weed, mm-hmm. I used to pull up, uh-huh. and I used to go about a club and like, I went to these after-hour spots in the city like four days a week. You right? was doing I it. outside, and she I was like, was double, like, mind. Yeah, you you like double Right, exactly. I was lukewarm. warm, that's what I was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm one of these, so I'm a hard, I'm, I'm a so I, I grew up a whole heap. <laughs> right, so, like, I grew up from East Orange, Montclair, no church background and I encountered Christ. So I tell you, I encountered Christ before doctrine mm-hmm. and yeah, my life was changed. He'll meet you where you are. Yeah. Oh, listen, you has got to be broken. You got to hold yourself, right? But you know, when, when I always say that, because I'm like, man, you sound like you guys say, like say a few months ago, but that's okay. be like, me. yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I always say that because. We're so afraid, even within the, the if you want to call it, the Christian community, to say things like they are. Like I wasn't changed. You know, I tell people if you encounter Christ, if Christ is eternity, can you encounter eternity and be the same? And I just I I understand that God loves us, He pours out, He drips his little oil on us, and sometimes we get a glimpse, we get a shiver. But I'm talking about being introduced to heaven kissing the earth Jesus right and it sounds like that's an encounter you had more recently
1: absolutely and I call it out of my pocket <laughs> I'm a baby I'm not a pastor I'm just a girl with the bible that can't keep her mouth shut Cool. <laughs> and um, it got to a point where like I attend like literally everything in my church I'm at church like four days a week and um I was asking too many questions. Like I'm like, this is I can't bombard my pastor this much. <laughs> Reverend Williams, thank you. I appreciate you. Give up the goods, Reverend. Right. Give up right. the goods. I he need got that
0: word. I'm
1: thirsty hurt. Hey, listen. like every time I get an opportunity. It's great to be able to dive in because it's filled with so much wisdom in the word. Yes. And um and really it's just like after changing and, and seeing that and realizing what I could do. Oh, that's what I meant to say. But as soon as I stepped foot on this bus, sure. it was weird. It was like I didn't feel comfortable drinking or smoking on it at all. Like, yeah, okay, so like now you, outside. Now got, that's like usually you know the perfect
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because people see, like, look at me like I'm a hippie, yeah. like I'm this, I'm that. When really it's the complete opposite. I got the bus and I said, this is more of a reason for me to clean it up. I have a daughter. Actually. I can't be, like, caught outside the bus smoking and then, like, imagine like, I go somewhere, like, to drive. And, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, I felt convicted. And I felt like God put me on that bus to separate me and, and get me in a corner, put me in that quiet spot and clean it up
0: you got it come on, clean uh hush that fuss and get on the clean bus. <laughs> hush that fuss and get on the clean bus. I, I just I just love it. Number one, obviously I think you know God has these unique ways of of doing something that feels so exclusive mm-hmm. for us as individuals. This is so unique, especially from a young lady from uh Essex County um, and lot just kind of create a little bit of authentic space. We talk, you know, decisions we could probably amount to like determining our destiny, right? Are you tired of losing your bets? Our sponsor, betting.us, is here to help. With expert analysis, up-to-date odds, and insider knowledge, our team of sports betting professionals will guide you to victory. Bet smarter and win bigger with betting.us. Share with me what you believe has been your worst decision and what you learned from it, and then share with me what you believe has been your best decision I can imagine. I know that probably has an undertone in the faith in Christ. But um, share with me what, you know, what is the worst decision and maybe what you learned from it and and how you, you, know, you see God redeeming
1: And I wish it were a decision that I could have more control over, but it really is not listening to the wisdom that was presented to me at a certain time not believing as early as I could have yeah. because I really could have avoided um, a lot of heartache trauma, abuse and um, and even and I don't even want to say like it's a bad thing being a single mother because like I love my daughter and sure. she's a blessing and everything but I really went through a lot of unnecessary abuse like in that relationship yeah. and that's why I created a whole podcast called Equally Yoked because like I think it's very important to find, and not saying that like everyone that is a Christian is a Christian is in the center. Because like that's we're all sinners. We're human. But um, I don't know. I just felt like I could have avoided a lot of heartache and, and trauma for me and my daughter yeah. had I gone about things the right way. Sure. And um, grace and mercy. That's, they work in unison. <laughs> uh, that's that's my redeemer always. And I just feel like he picked me up out of this bottomless pit. Sure. And it um, and gave me joy again. I was suicidal at one point. Yeah, talk, listen, talk uh, about, well, you, you, you yeah. mentioned some
0: strong words. I think, number one, you know, abuse looks different. There's so many different forms of abuse and they all count. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you talk about trauma, I feel the liberty to kind of just enter into whatever space of vulnerability to share something that maybe could liberate somebody else from maybe avoiding that because I have been, I've always been, you know, I got, you know, I guess I got born again in 2004, so 24 years old. But my wife and I, we had four and a half, almost five years, uh, and I'm gonna call it toxic, but I was a jerk, you know, and I heard her I don't enjoy, I never hurt I never enjoyed hurting women. That was a hurt man and I, and I was strike first. Right? So just kind of creating my own sense of transparency um, as a man who's like you, you get hurt like that's one of the worst you, you get betrayed. that's one of the worst feelings in the world. Mm. So I take full ownership of it and that's why I, I was so fortunate when I came into my, into my life I was able to take the opportunity to become the man that could properly love her mm. and restore her. So, you know, feel free to just, you know, whatever space that you can to just, you know, kind of talk about that, some of that, those painful places and how God restored and made things new for you for you and your life.
1: So, um, I was, I was choked. So that's how I was being abused several times, even once while my daughter was six months, um, so it happened in front of her and in front of her grandmother mm. and on the streets of New York was another time. Two other times in front of and people walking by in the street and just not even doing anything about it. And um, a lot of people in my life never knew. They didn't know. Mm. I kept it quiet and I put on a smile. Like I've always been a very bubbly, like happy person. And no one would have ever known that that's what I was dealing with until I was on the phone once and a family member overheard. So um, I just think it's important, even though you may not want to, sure. if you're going through abuse, just talk to someone about it. Talk to a family member about it and um, just find at least just one person to help speak some sense into you. Because especially when kids are involved, it got to a point where I didn't want... Her to come from a broken family. Sure,
0: and that's a that's a real concern. That's like yeah, and not to not to the detriment of yourself, right? But this is a real consideration. It's not just like this easy,
1: right? And a lot of people don't realize
0: that, and Mm -hmm. it's like, oh well,
1: they don't understand Mm -hmm. like what it's like to have a kid. And you not want to be so quick and hasty just to break it off. And I was unwed. So, like, True. even I could understand, like, if I were married, like, maybe there's counseling and stuff. But it, there was no coming back. And it happened habitually. Mm-hmm. And when I had gone to court, the judge actually told me it was one of the worst cases that she's heard. Which is, it was mind-boggling to me. But um, definitely let someone know if you're going through it. And don't don't keep it to yourself i even went so far as to find like an abuse facebook group and share the story there and people someone told me like how could your daughter come from a broken home if you leave when she's already in a broken home and I said wow like that's so deep that's so deep. And, um,
0: yeah, well said.
1: and, but you know, that's not to say that I probably have my own influences on the matter. Sure. I probably could have, like, if I had, maybe if I had more fruits of the spirit, like I had, and maybe I was a little more understanding of what he was going through, too. Yeah. And COVID is a real thing. Like, and it, it really caused a lot of trauma in a lot of households. And, I don't want to diminish or you know make anything seem any type of way. So no, no, I forgive him in my heart.
0: Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's that's a liberty that as a as a believer, being forgiven helps us to be able to see our own selves. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when you cause harm with someone, and um, and in any particular way, you know, and and it's not all equal. So I mean, we're not excusing who this man wants, you know, disgusting behavior because it is disgusting behavior. I just don't condone it, but I can remember as a teenager being in some, as a teenager, being in a, in, in this kind of situation. Not because I provoked it, because I was provoked. Had right. one single time, one single time, a 14-year-old kid, mm. where my girlfriend was crazy on me, All mm. crazy, hit me with a whole yard stick. Oh, wow. You know, like, this is 14 years old, you know, and, that was after. thing. I mean, I, I could withstand so much, withstand so much eventually. Boom. So once, and, and, and it was just, it, it never felt good, never felt justified, but these are humans with passions with different places, different places which we're coming from. So there's, is there, I still feel horrible
1: about it. Right. You know, you know what but I'm I think There's also a piece where, like, Women should be, which I think held accountable they have
0: abuse too, they, because that's still, I agree, with domestic you. Violence I don't quote don't act don't bears, right. you know, like you know, that's, that's the difference between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. I just don't, and I think that that's the responsibility of a, of a real man, yeah. Only a real man can exercise that kind of restraint and understand the power that it wields. Mm-hmm. It takes a great amount of meekness consideration, right? And that's the really neatness. Yeah, neat yeah and, and, and most people don't have that apart from God, and I think there's vulnerabilities of every human that we never want to see. We never want to see the dark side of most of humans. Thank you for being so brave to just share that, because I think it's, I think it's necessary, but it, it also leads to where you are partially today with your platform. Talk to us about Equally Yoked.
1: Yeah, so Equally Yoked is a podcast that I created. Basically to help me navigate, I created it really selfishly. <laughs> if I'm being honest, because like dating as a Christian woman
0: has <laughs> <laughs> even as at, at this stage of my life, I have so many wonderful people and some of them were women who were kept themselves for God. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm over here counseling them, leading them, loving them, serving them. I'm like, man, this dark is bad out here. It's bad. It's bad out here. Streets, and then it's like. At one point
1: I'm like, okay, God, so what does it really mean to be equally yoked? <laughs> <laughs> and that just it just has brought up so many questions um of what it means because it says like be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. And what does light have with darkness? Pretty much is the gist of it. I'm not a pastor, y'all. But um look it up Second oh, well, Corinthians. I'm, the I'm not sure Right, Second Corinthians chapter six verse fourteen. But, um, but it really, like, leads me to question, like, okay, so someone says they're Christian, and what really prompted it is because I speak to a lot of people, I'm on, on online dating, and I'll have a conversation with a Christian man, and he's like, he just basically, long story short, he brings it to a dirty place in, like, the first or second conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I thought we were I thought we we're on the same page here. Oh yeah. What does it truly mean to be equally yoked? Does it mean that you're literally following every word of God? Does it mean that you just call yourself Christian, but obviously we also sin? Does it mean that you have a personal relationship with God? And also, is it, like, openly sinning, or is it, like, willingly sinning versus uh-huh. like, oops, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, is it like a oops type situation and then you go back and repent? Or are you just willingly out here, willingly just yeah. sinning? So there's just like a whole spectrum and I realized there's so many thoughts to be had uh-huh. and I need to have them because I'm trying to get equally young. Come on, somebody. I'm I- 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 trying to be fruitful and multiply. <laughs>
0: We could have a whole other episode on this whole topic right here, which we're going, to, we're going to dig into. it. So in some of your, in light of what you know and who you know God to be today, because you said you are a young believer who are coming into something with a lot of questions and exploring. What has been your early discovery and what has been your early convictions?
1: So early discovery is actually quite interesting. I feel as though and one of my earliest episodes, is highlighting the thin line between judgment and discernment. Okay. And one of my earliest revelations in this process is that it's a slippery slope toward judgment. And I don't want to prematurely judge people, which oh, I judge people all the time. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> girl. I don't judge them whether they're going to heaven or hell.
1: Right. Then that's it. That's it.
0: Because right. there's two, No, there's actually two forms of judgment. Right. You judge a tree. By the fruit that it bears, right. The
1: other kind
0: to condemn one to have a sentence, right? right? To judge and to sentence, right? We don't have a final judgment No, and I don't, don't want to make
1: it seem like that's what I'm doing.
0: Oh, listen, man! I tell people all the time: walk like a duck talk like a dog. It's a dog, but it's it's that simple. So, I feel like only in the faith, especially amongst Christians, do we. Have this mechanism where we're afraid to draw sound conclusions. Mm-hmm. They're not even conclusive conclusions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But just a sound conclusion based off of what you observe or even deserve. It's kind of like um, what they call it street street smarts. Right, yeah. You're right. You're you come, right. come to the thing that we just lose all sense. <laughs> so, but, and, and I'm not bringing you to any conclusions, but, um, but even for your for your own journey, what does the Christian have a liberty to do? Do, do you have a liberty to compromise? Do you have a liberty to what's what's up?
1: And that's what I'm so torn about. Okay. And that's why I have this podcast Good. to open up dialogue because I refuse and a lot of it I think was based in fear too. Like sure. I really don't want to make another bad decision. I don't have time to make another bad decision. Come on somebody. And uh, bad decisions
0: will cost you time. It
1: will.
0: The GPS will reroute. You know, I think that there's a destination that we're all trying to get to is just like anything else, when you when you make a poor decision, there's a cost associated with it. That's so prudent of I mean, you to actually recognize that. Yeah,
1: you know, and it's just have to be mindful up front. And I will discern and I will be judging a tree by the funeral. But like, <laughs> somebody uh, some of the fruit that was born was <laughs> You gotta tune in for the full story, but mm-hmm. somebody dropped some greenery on church property. And I was like, God, you gonna tell me what kind of fruit he bears? Because he let me know early. And I feel like it was a test because I looked and I was like, it's only been a couple months, but I ain't doing it.
0: So he said he dropped some greenery. <laughs> Now, this I get specific. My hand just went two ways when I heard greater. So, long story short, All right, let's keep playing. Let's, let's... it
1: was Easter, right? Uh-huh. Easter. We're planning a resurrection egg hunt for the
0: church. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, <laughs> right, <laughs> Easter. <laughs> <laughs> and I go outside with this sign, like, hey, we're having a resurrection egg hunt for the kids. Long story short, somebody comes in off the street. I ain't gonna lie, brother was
0: kind of fine. He was like, oh,
1: Jesus, is that you?
0: <laughs> Lord. Right. It's now <laughs> it's me.
1: It's me and uh And turns out he was like, I heard somebody need help for Easter like, for the egg hunt. I might I love I So hear. he had to, turns out he was available to help for like five
0: minutes. <laughs> It's just no time to try to swim with you.
1: Right, right. And then um, he had to go pick up his sister from the airport. And I was like, OK, fine, I'm going to pick up Myla so we can come back for this egg hunt. On the way to my car, there's a bag of um, weed, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, because I said, Lord, please send me a sign, if it's you or if it's <laughs> If it ain't you, we know what I, you know, look <laughs> at my options.
0: We found the sign, huh? Right, and uh,
1: yeah, it was, it was revealed to me. So if you ask God, he will reveal the truth. And that's basically not the kind of guy you're looking for. That's not the kind of fruit we're looking for falling off a tree. No, no. So I judged that tree. Come on. And I said, you know, um, I have this for you. He can come pick it up. I welcomed him to come to, uh, come back to church, and um, hopefully that seed someday will grow for him. But he ain't for me. Not like that.
0: Well, I'm super proud of you in, in, in relation to just the the evolution. You have a clear line of um, creativity, and boldness. Courage, yeah. but obviously a lot of this, a um, lot of this beautiful transformation, God is giving you now a standard, a standard to live by, but also a standard to uphold. And it's very clear He's giving you some dynamic favor. He set you high. He <laughs> set you high. Um, so. Give us an idea of what we can expect. You know, you, I, know you, I know you alluded to a lot of your goals and aspirations moving forward. What's, you know, if, if you could have your own perfect, you know, per- perfect evolution out of this for the next few years, what could that look like for um, Raven So Fly? <laughs>
1: that would be urbanized, basically like RV lots for people to park their buses. And um, this nonprofit being launched to provide buses to other single mothers. And um, my podcast flourishing and flourishing. you know, spaces for people to talk about love and what it means to them to be equally yoked and
0: just spreading the gospel anyway. Bye. Come on now, we ain't ashamed over here. Listen, the gospel is the centerpiece of hope, of life, forgiveness. And um, obviously, your life is beginning to bear fruit to that. If, if if nothing else, I think being equally low, and you know, I'm like I like to close the gap on the gray area. That's me. I'm like get the gray out so we can make a definitive decision. And we all we're like we're maturing. We're not talking about uh, moral perfection. Moral perfection was lost when you like disobeyed mom like one and a half, mm-hmm. right? Like you know, I see that all the time. Like. We don't even have to apologize for not being perfect. That's actually the reason why I came to Christ. Is I'm like miserable. I keep screwing this thing up. Yeah. So salute to you for being honest with your with yourself, for being bold enough to share some of the challenges that through your faith you're an overcomer, yeah. and you're clearly a visionary. Because great things come out of Montclair, and um, you know just we just can't help it. <laughs> we just can't help it. So. Um, I just honor you. I'm super excited, congratulations again on the cover. But um there's more to come. I look forward to being a part of your narrative. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. <laughs> Give us your platforms where we can find you, and um, so we can make sure we amplify everything you do.
1: Awesome. Thank you. You can find me at Raven of the Ark, R-A-V-E-N-O-F-T-A-T-A-R-C on Instagram. And also follow my scripture page, Equally Yoked by God. Equally Yoked by God. Mm-hmm. And um, you can check out the podcast on po- Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, most places you can find podcasts, Equally Yoked.
0: We out there. Make sure y'all stay equally. Yoked. You, know, listen, you don't want to be yoked with the wrong folk. And this is not just in barriers. This is in business. I mean, like, you know, you, you get yoked with the wrong folk, you all jacked up. I like so I'm get to see that. get yoked with the wrong folk. Don't get yoked with the wrong folk. <laughs> last week you made Listen everybody thank y'all for tuning in for another episode y'all keep it locked y'all rock with us week to week we'll be back with some more fight and get you to your next destination so you can catch your next moment.